Check, check, check. If you're in the sound of my voice, that means you are now tuned into chapter 72 of the Introverted Intuition Podcast. My name is Jeff, a.k.a. the Petty Podcaster. Um, usually you would hear CR's voice, but I think he's on the way back from North Carolina. Maybe he is back and he just didn't want to come tonight. Uh, um, he's my man's too. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't going to hold him though. It's all good. <laughs> um, I got a special guest with me though. Just a little backstory. We only met twice before this, yeah, right? Third yeah. time. First time was kind of brief, like, hi, what's up? I heard about your shit. Mm-hmm. Second time was a bit more personal, yeah. uh, even though there was a loud-ass DJ next to us yeah, yeah, yeah. at CR's official listening party. Mm-hmm. And when I met you, during that, after that conversation, I left kind of feeling, I guess, a bit refreshed because your energy was so positive. Right. And I didn't know you were actually performing. <laughs> so I feel like, I don't know, like, maybe, were you nervous before that performance? Nah, nah. Um, I've, I, I think... See, nervous isn't a good word. I was more excited because right. um, I, I mean I, I've gotten to the point where I've done, especially shows like that, a couple of times, just performances like that, a couple of times. So mm-hmm. it's not really nervousness of doing it. It's really more just kind of more excited to see what I'm gonna do next while performing because kind of everyone's different. I kind of learned from each one that I do. Right. Because so, I uh, I only bring that up because I was surprised that you were so open with the conversation and you about to hit the stage like an hour later. <laughs> um. But yeah, I really appreciated your energy in the conversation, so I wanted to definitely have you on the show. Right, thank you. Introduce yourself to the people. Yeah, I go by the name King Solomon um, from Roselle, New Jersey. Um, hip hop artist, entrepreneur, um, anything you could think of, really. Yeah, this is man. <laughs> um, yeah, man, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Of course, man. What's your history with like podcasts? Like, do you listen to podcasts in your free time? If you yeah, have- I'm actually a big fan of Joe Budden's podcast. Um, I actually started my own sports. Well part of my own sports podcast my boy Dwa over here shout out to my nigga Dwa right. um uh yeah so we just started our own sports one but um yeah I mean honestly with me and podcast it's actually relatively new I, I think um I'm gonna say like early last year I really started to, I, I really started with Joe Buttons I, I really got into just coming a big Joe Budden fan anyway right. um so kind of just realizing the culture of podcast and I at the time I didn't even realize how big it's gotten where like I mean, everybody got some type of good podcast, too. Yeah. Um, so from there, I kind of started diving into more like Elliot Wilson's and Rap Radars. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm really starting to get into it now. It's, it's dope. It's crazy how long podcasting has been around, too. Then I think I did a little research. I think it yeah. started like a, the first big one was maybe in 2005, 2006. Yeah. And then now it's like literally everyone has one. I mean, it's, it's great. Talking to my, my, my partner, Solo, uh, shout out to him. Um, just the other day, we were kind of just talking about because we were doing our own thing with making creating a podcast radio type room, and we were just talking about you know for him, he wants to start doing this type of thing back in like oh nine oh eight, right? And we were just talking about how back then, like it was so hard to really create one and get it out to everybody, um, because not everybody was really into the podcast thing yet, you mm-hmm. know, kind of. But he was like, now you you look and there's almost as many ways to get your podcast out as like music, you know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it's gotten that big where like. If you want to do one, there's no reason why you can't. For sure. So you mentioned you're a hip hop artist, entrepreneur. Yes. What what's like what's like your main title you like really are proud of to say that you are? Like you go by first and then whatever comes else comes second. Like Oh, both. Oh I, yeah? I, I, easily. So for me, like, you know, I so my father uh is an entrepreneur himself. Um he worked but he also had his own side business. So that was something that I always knew I wanted to do anyway. Um just kind of following that type of mold. Um but you know, when it comes to the, the music, um, I've worked so hard at getting to where I am today, um, getting skill-wise and production-wise and everything that goes into it right. um, that, I, I mean, I tell everybody now, like, you know what I'm saying? There was a time where I wouldn't tell anybody. Um, now it's, you know, I, I openly and proudly tell everybody on both. 
Right. And you have your own studio in Elizabeth, New Jersey, with your partner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cerebral Sound Studio. Once again, shout out to my, my partner, Solo. Um, we opened up in July. Um, it's a public recording studio. Um, and we just recently bought, as I said, another room to create like a radio podcasting type room there. Um, it's been it's been a hell of a ride so far, man. You know, we've been up six months. Um, just within the six months, just the amount of uh, attention it's gotten, mm-hmm. um, the amount of artists that I've got to personally meet and connect with and kind of just really get a, a real good idea of where music is right now, especially in Jersey. Right. Um, can work with a lot of the younger guys who are coming up with building their own buzz and things like that. So it's, it's been fun, man. It's been. It's been I'm not going to lie. When I first walked in there, I kind of feel like I was in a trap house, though. <laughs> like, I thought y'all were like walking me back to like a room where I was about to get jumped. And yeah. then, no, no I, honestly, I'm not even going to lie. That was one of the things that kind of excited me about the location. It is authentic. Yeah, because like, you know, I, I was I was born in Brooklyn. So um, growing up, I was out here a lot, especially on weekends with family. Um, the one thing that when we got the location, it reminded me so much of New York and that feel. And um, that always was a special place to me. Right. And especially just going to other studios that I have been to in New York. It's almost the same thing. Like, you go into this big, long hallway. It looks like a trap spot. Like, look, everything looks shitty. And then you go to the, the recording studio, and it's beautiful. And it gives you, you know what I'm saying, it gives you that vibe. So right. um, when we found the location, it was like, oh, this is perfect. Like, no one even know we're back here. Like, it, it's a dope-ass spot once you get in there. So, yeah, I, I'm actually kind of happy you said that. <laughs> it's a dope spot, though. I, I like the space. I definitely I'm trying to go back anytime I can. Yeah, always welcome. Uh, let's go back a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, set a timeline for the people. Um, your childhood. How mm-hmm. would, like? How did your interest in music start? When did it start? Can you recall when you your first um, song that made you like? I don't know. Yeah, my, I mean, so my mom. So I, I, I my, my parents were both born and, and raised in Haiti, um, and, and they moved over here. So my mom, when I was growing up, um, she actually listened to a lot of like pop and like house music okay um so growing up it's like a lot of like old ktu and shit where they put like a lot of like backstreet boys just a bunch of really white shit right <laughs> so uh but from a young age my mom used to play that for me and as i got older you know i have some i have a, an older brother and three and uh, two older sisters um they were much more into hip-hop so when they they didn't live with me for most of my life but when they came to visit they started introduce me like to jay and nas and like ll and like especially yeah. ll like, my brother's a big ll cool j fan so that's kind of, you know, I was like, I remember like f- maybe around five, six or something like that. Like my brother was playing like an LL record. I think I need love, something like that. Right. And I remember listening to it over and over and over again. Like that was my favorite thing in the world. So, um, I mean, from really young, I was listening. Um, my my older sisters, they both wrote poetry too. Um, so kind of like, you know, following your, your sibling, your older siblings. And you know, I tried to start writing my own shit and like try to. No, be like them in a sense. So, I mean, yeah, from from young, I, I was just dabbling in it left and right. That's crazy. I feel like Ella doesn't get enough credit as an MC, by ah, the way. Never, man. Because he's been on TV for so long. I feel people, yeah, people forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, if you if you can go to like like his first like th- like I'm bad like that record is hard like just yeah. as like as a rap record like if you go past spitting. Mama said knock you out like, yeah he like, has some real bars yeah, in that shit yeah like uh uh what is it. Uh, uh, five, four, three, two, one. I think the record's called. I forgot the other re- name of the record, but that's another one where he's, you know, really spitting. Like he, he don't get no, especially because he did the, like the love records first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like people really remember, you know, that's where he got popular. Mm-hmm. But like, nah, he can spit. Like I was one of my favorites growing up. For, I, for I hope he doesn't try to make a comeback. But nah, we just, good. He just yeah, yeah, like, we good. I'm leave good. it in the past. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Uh, do you recall? This may be a tough question. Like your first raps or first time like attempting to rap. You still start in the mirror or start in the shower with the fucking brush or Honestly, whatever. like my I don't I don't remember my first time saying them out loud. I remember the first time writing them. Um I I, I probably was like seven, definitely around seven or eight. Um around that time my 
eldest sister was living in the house I was in, and I think my my second uh, my second eldest sister is just moving in. And like I said, they 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 started to try rap because they were uh, writing poetry anyway. Mm-hmm. So they started rapping or whatever. So I remember one time, um, I think uh, that Brandy and Monica record was out. That girl is mine. I, I think that was the record outside. Yeah. They loved that record. So they, they used to like joke around with me. And I remember then they were like, "Oh, like we should make our, up our own." So I remember like I think that was the first time I like, tried writing something to like do like a remix or whatever for it with my sister. So <laughs> yeah, that, that was like the earliest memory I could have of like trying to do anything with music or anything like that. Did you ever like? Because it seemed like you have a good relationship your siblings based yeah. on what i'm gathering mm-hmm. did you like present them to the idea first like hey i'm thinking about getting into this or no 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 they 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 were definitely the ones like oh do it i didn't even want to i, I was, was a shy kid i'll be i was very very shy um until i got like maybe like 12 12 13 i was a very very shy kid so mm-hmm. they kind of more like pressured me into doing it so i kind of just did it but i was i was doing it on the low by myself it was just more of me afraid of showing them um, so yeah, so they pushed me to do it and I remember doing it and it's kind of history from there really. And then you started doing like talent shows first or like how did it work? No, nah, actually I, I, so to be honest, I stopped. I, I actually played sports. Um, I played, growing up I played every sport like baseball, basketball, football. Um, but I really started focusing on basketball. So I stopped with the music thing period. Um, I played basketball till college really. Damn. And that's what I focused on the most. That's crazy because like. I even wonder how you even got, because you said you were a shy kid. Like, how did you even have the confidence to hear your own voice? Like, I feel like it's like uh, you, listening to yourself back seems weirder than like even having other people listening to you. So, like, yeah, no, it took a while. Especially a you're while. young, like, you're still going through puberty. Like, yeah, yeah. So, the crazy thing, I used to also sing in the church choir. So, yo, what didn't you do? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My mother made sure she put me in everything on some real shit. It's crazy. So, it's a blessing, though. Yeah, yeah. So, I was actually kind of used to it. But once again, like, it was some little ass church choir in some little small town. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it wasn't no, like, I never really took it serious. It was more like, my mother gonna kill me if I don't go do this. So, let me go over there and do it. So, um, you know, I, I think playing sports, though, kind of broke me out of that. Because um, as, I, as I played, I got better and I started going to better schools and playing in front of more and more people. Um, so that kind of fear of doing stuff in front of people, um, it started to kind of go away. But I mean, once I started really rapping, rapping though, the, the first thing I had to get over was my voice. Like it, yeah. it took me a while to just get used to hearing myself through like an audio rather than like just talking. You know, bro, I put the episodes out. I never listen to them ever. Again. Uh, I never even think, even <laughs> yeah. during like the editing, little editing process, I put the headphones on and just hope I'm doing it right. Like, yeah, yeah, it's just weird. Yo, I think now since I got the studio, um, you know, I help out with the engineering and kind of learn all that stuff with the audio from, from my, from just for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I, I go back and listen to my stuff. I mean, even my last project I dropped last year, I, I don't remember Solomon last time. Yeah, 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 Book Solomon too. I don't remember the last time I heard a record off there, and I love it. I love the project. I That's thought, a, yo, I thought I did a great job with the project, but I, I to this day I don't remember the last time I heard anything off of it. Track uh, real. That's my favorite track off the. Yeah, project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to shout out to LJ for that. That shit was that was a fun record. I, fun record. I, I don't know. But sometimes with records, like I listen to the instrumental first, yeah. put the lyrics second, yeah. and then put it together. And that's what I did with every song in your project. And I like all the beats like that. Thank you, man. Thank it's you. just it's a. What do the kids say? It's a vibe. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like that's it's it's really good. Um, but going back to like I guess your your journey to now, where you're, which is fair to say you're in a really confident space currently with your music oh, and your yeah. voice and all that. I can't I can't wait I, I can't wait to to have people hear what, what we did, man. We, I mean, just just for people who've known me for for years, I think it's it's incredible. Like I think people, anyone who's known me for a while is going to be completely amazed to where I'm at now. Because right. like I, I, that's how much I really like feel this project. 
was uh one of your earlier projects like i guess either the reception or just how you felt after it like the moment or was there a moment that made you be like okay i want to keep doing this i want to see where this could take me every time um i think so what I do for myself every time I drop anything, it's kind of more of like, all right. So I remember when I first did the my first ever project, it was like, all right, just to show that I can rap. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It's like, all right, now I show people I can rap. Now it's to show people, all right, I can make good music. And that's the next project. And then from there, like, all right, now people know I can rap. People know I can make me good music. Now it's like to take it to the next level. Like, let's start getting paid for this. So, so everything I drop, I always kind of put a measuring stick to myself and go, all right, you know, this this is the reaction I'm looking for, you know, mm. to people to say, hey, like, oh, shit, you really can do this or whatever, whatever. And then, uh, yeah, that's, that's all I hope for for all my drops. Do you remember your first show? Show. Um, yeah, I do. I do. I actually did it with, uh, uh, so I don't know if you met Journey. Did you, did you ever meet Journey with CR? I, d- I didn't know. All right, that's so, not for me. So Journey is a, a dude that we run with still. So I remember I was going, this is when I first met my partner, Solo. I met, it was like two and a half, three years ago. Uh, so before me and him became partners, he had his own studio. Hmm. Um, so I was going there, whatever. Actually, me and CR were going there. And uh, so this dude, Journey, he was uh, one of Solo's good friends. He would keep hearing me when I was making the music. So he was fucking with me. So one day, I, and I did this record called Prayer. He really, really loved it. And at the time, he was putting events together too. So he was like, yo, like. I need you to come perform this. And at that point, I had never done anything before. And anybody who's ever asked, I always told him no. So yeah. I didn't think I was ready. I was like, nah, I don't know, bro. Like, I never done it. He was like, nah, like, you need to do this. And I was like, fuck it. Let's just let's do it. I got to do it eventually. So, uh, yeah, we went up there. He put he had, like, a show. probably, like, uh, I want to say, like, 50 people. Uh, no, about, like, yeah, 40, 50 people. Hmm. And, it's not uh, bad yeah, for a first show. Yeah, it was it was dope. It was the, the energy was wild, man. It was, you know, I was definitely, that time I was nervous. I was nervous as shit. Uh, but uh, it turned out pretty good. I think from there, I was like, wow, like I can really do this. Like This this is dope. And then you had, I guess as you went on to do more shows, you had to work on your breath control. Everything, Like man. what's a, do you look at the crowd or do you look past the crowd? So now I can look at the crowd. Now where I'm, I'm to the point where, you know, I interact with the crowd. I kind of get people involved. Um, but when I first started, like I would close, I mean, I remember looking at the old videos, my eyes were closed for 95% <laughs> of the performance. Like I was just trying to get through it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, you know, kind of as I just got more comfortable just performing and doing it in front of people. Um, yeah, the eye contact, everything, you know, just getting them involved with the performance, with the show, get, making them feel like they're a part of something. Mm-hmm. Um, I realized those are very important things. I mean, I learned a lot. Like, I, I, I super underestimated how hard it is to put on a good show. Right. You know, I really just thought, hey, man, just put the fucking song on and I, and I recite it. Like, yeah, <laughs> they yeah. like it, they like you know. It, it, but there's a lot that goes into it to really put on, a, a, especially for your, if you're a new act. You know, you really got to work on getting people engaged, with, even if it's in front of five people to 35 to 150, you know what I'm saying? You got to really get used to engaging whoever's in front of you when it comes to performance. So, it's getting there. Right, getting right. There. Do you, have you, like... I don't know why you strike me as like a, a scholar in this shit. Like I feel like you kind of <laughs> you study like certain lyrics and people's yeah. performances. Like, do you study yeah. other performers a lot? Um, I, so for me, like when I get into something, um, I really get into that shit. Like I really, yeah. really take the time to to really understand it. So um, when I when I really 
told myself I wanted to do this music thing. Um, I went back to watch show. I, I would dissect like reasonable doubt lyrics all day. Like I, I would dissect, you know, patterns and, and cadences and just really try to get an understanding of why these people are so good. Right. Like there's a reason, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people make music, but there's also a reason why these certain people are advanced at what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I take a lot of time at just going back and kind of understanding why certain things sound good. And now, especially with more knowledge with the studio and understanding audio and different things like that. Um, now it's like to a whole nother level. Now I'm like super digging into, you know, what fucking plugins they're using, like what, you know, when they're punching in, when they're not punching, just, just all the, the, the small details that people don't really realize. Right. Um, I'm, I'm super into that shit. I did the same thing before I started this podcast. I would go back and listen to my favorite podcast first episode and just see how confident they sounded and just see what they were really talking about and see like, I guess how the conversation would flow. Yeah. And that really helped me in the long run because I, I, it helped me like get that initial start and just give me the opportunity to go because like no one's good in their first episode. Right? Nah. No one's good at their first anything. Yeah. But if you listen to the progression, you just can study and get better and hopefully be in the same conversation one day. Yeah, that's all you go for, man. There's no linear trajectory to, I guess, both of our career paths. How do you remain focused and confident? Yeah, because I I think for me, you know, I always look for like small indicators, um, just to see, you know, what we're doing is worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for me, it's you know really really seeing my streaming numbers, um, to see the amounts that I've been at, um, just to see you know people who I haven't spoken to in years reach out to me like, yo, like I heard something that I I think that's the thing that always amazes me, hmm. um, for people who like I just haven't had any contact with or like. I mean, I get I get random people from like different countries all the time hitting me up like, oh, I heard it on Spotify, I heard it on SoundCloud, shit is dope, and That's da da da. Great. It's those little things. Where I was like, oh shit, like I didn't even realize like people really fuck with it that much. So yeah, I mean that that, that kind of keeps driving me. Um, uh, just seeing that people who you know I would never imagine like. I, would dissect my lyrics and go back, read it back. Like, oh man, when you said this, like I thought you were feeling this. Way. I was like, shit, I was. Like, that's crazy that you, that you read that through the lyric, you know, that you actually caught that. So yeah. I think those little things kind of keep me going. So it's really the people, not really like I guess the lack of a certain amount of money you're getting for these shows and opportunities. No, nah, yeah, it's definitely for the people. I mean, the money and everything, like that's cool. But, but I mean, you know, I I'll figure out a way. Like that once again, I I, I do business. So I'll, I can always figure out a way to make some bread. I respect like, that. Like so, it, you know, it's it's for the music. It's much deeper than that. But don't get me wrong. I'm trying to get paid, but mm-hmm. you know, it's definitely much much deeper than just trying to get paid. And you mentioned these people that you've known from the past that hit you up. Like, are these people, or are there some people that you've, I guess, knew earlier on that you explained your vision to, explained what you're trying to do, and they weren't weren't really fucking with it, and then they oh. come back around. Oh man. Or is it just people you just knew and just didn't really? I ain't gonna call nobody out, but a lot of niggas. Who <laughs> Tell me about I it. I told you know who I told early on that you know I it's crazy. It, I think now the craziest thing is to me there's a lot of niggas who I reached out to in the past to work with, and like I they would wouldn't respond or like you know they respond first and don't hit me back. Da da da. Now it's like oh if I hit so and so to go do something like I get a response and it gets done. You know what I'm saying? Like right. it. That change in itself is like it's wild to me. It's, how, it's wild. How does that make you feel though? Do you, do you feel like kind of have a chip on your shoulder about that? All the time. Okay. All the time. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like you know, I, I understand. Um, you know, you don't know this nigga. Everybody tries to make music. I get it. I, you know, I completely understand it. But that, you know, it's still because to me, it's like I told y'all niggas from before. Like I, I've been told you. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like now that I'm doing it, it's like 
Yeah, I, I told you, niggas. Like, yeah, I told y'all from the jump. Yeah, I just didn't. Yeah, I thought it was nuts, bro. So. That's that's my main motivation to keep going. To like the fact that no one, like these people, didn't believe. Like, yeah. it just makes me want to shit on them even more. Yeah. Like when I'm on, so yeah, it's fun. It's, it's not it's, right. It's I feel fun. like it's not right to feel that way. But fuck that. Nigga, I, like I said, I play sports. Like that, that's. that's yeah. I talk shit. I used to talk shit. I don't, man, listen, I I, I work, bro. If, if I know I'm nice at it, I'll, I'll tell you. I got yeah, no way. Yeah. I'm not going to hide that shit. Uh, so what's, like, your process like for making a song? Like, do you have to be in a certain, I guess, state of mind, sober, not sober, certain time of day? How, how does that work for you? Um, So for me, it just depends. I mean, if, I, if I'm in album mode, um, like when I'm in album mode, I, I really just go through like months and months of beats. Um, you know, I, I my beat selection is something I really take pride in. Um, I really try to make sure that I, I give a great variety of sounds and, and vibes for people. Um, so if I'm in album mode, you know, I, I mean, this project here, I've been working on it almost a year and some change now. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, this one, I, I really, really, really wanted to make sure that. Everybody heard the growth, so I really made sure to take time to get the right beats, to to have the right hooks, just make sure everything was right to to really my liking. Um, but if it's like you know a verse or a feature, I, I psh, knock those shits out. Oh yeah, no time. That, that yeah, no time. Do you uh, like type on your iPad your lyrics, or do you actually write it out? Uh, I, I so I tried writing, but my handwriting's ass. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> so, like, I, yo, I just had this conversation. Like, I feel like we've been typing so much, our handwriting gets worse. Yeah, no, nah, my handwriting is trash, and like I be misspelling words. So no, nah, I definitely use my phone, bro. Just because, because it's I, convenient too. Yeah, man. Anytime, I just feel like I want to do something. I, I I do a bazillion. Man, I have like a bazillion voice notes mm-hmm. and voice memos. Like I have fucking over a thousand pages of notes in my phone. It's it's, it's stupid. Just because anytime I, I, I hear something or. If I think of a flow or something, I just want to make sure I capture it. Cause I, I smoke, I smoke weed, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, I be forgetting shit like crazy. <laughs> like, right. So I make sure I, I remember that shit. Um, but you, so you, most of the time you're high when you record, like or oh yeah, yeah, you gotta be, yeah, uh, not got to. It's more fun, um, uh, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, you know what? I so usually, you no, know, I find the beat. Um, I always find the beat first. Once I find the beat, because I, I don't ever, I know some people just write and then kind of match their their words to beats um i don't like doing that only because every beat is 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 his own really you know what i'm saying so like i want anytime i hear a beat i want to create from within that beat um so i usually get the beat and then i I start writing um you know depending upon like you know sometimes if it's like if i really want to be on my rap shit like i won't smoke like i'll just i'll knock that shit out boom put 16 32 whatever knock it out (laughs) If I'm like on some like, nah, I really want to make a song. Like, I, you know, I'll smoke, kind of get the vibe, see how, how I really feel about it, then kind of go at it with the writing. Hmm. Um, so yeah, it just kind of really depends. You know, I've tried a lot of different methods, especially being in the studio. I know some cats just go in there and just freestyle. Hmm. Um, you know, I met a couple artists who just go in there and do it. Um, Them niggas are anim- like yeah. aliens. Like. Yo, that that shit is you know because when you hear and see it, like especially for me, I always felt like that was weird. Like, cause like. You, I mean, yeah, everybody can freestyle, but like, not many people are able to freestyle and make a good record. Yeah. you know what I'm saying. So for the niggas that can, like, I met this one little nigga named uh, uh, It's Wonderful. Um, kid blew me away. He came in, fucking. He heard this beat. He was like, "Yo, let me just hop in and do it." And he did a verse and a hook. I was like, "Yo, this shit is fire!" Like, oh, verse and a hook. Oh, yeah. Damn. He just yo within Gifted. half hour, just yo, boom. He he wrote nothing that he was like, "All right, let me just go in, boom." Yeah, and just. Did it? I was like, "Oh, that's crazy!" I know I can't do that. That's just not. 
that's not how I fucking dig music. <laughs> Does your time vary for like I guess the content of the song when creating it? Like, oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, if it, like I said, if I if I'm just do if I'm just rapping, like I can knock out a rap verse in a half hour, an <laughs> hour max. But like I can rap verses are easy. It's really with the, a whole song for me that might take a little time. Um, only because like I said, I, I really like I. I know a lot of rappers who just make like 50 records, 60 records, 70 records. And it's like, you know, they, they brag about it, which is cool. But like, I don't see the point in that. Yeah. Because 95% of that no one's ever going to hear. And that also means a lot of it wasn't that good. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want everyone to take time to do something which I know is not going to be my best. So <laughs> like, if I'm if I take the time to actually write the song, like I make sure the song is fire. And then you know, go on, go on to the next thing. I'm so fascinated by rappers in general. People just who do shit that I can't, yeah, <laughs> and just do it well. Like I just, it's so mind blowing to me that you could just do this and do a whole for like a whole project, right? Yeah. When you're creating a project, do you tune out other people's music so you don't try to like I don't know gain or might steal their sound in a way? Nah, I mean, yo, it, it, I don't ever listen. I don't ever see anybody like unless you really trying to steal somebody's shit. Like I, I like listening to other people's music only because like, you know, there's only so much my brain can think of by itself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I just like to get the motivation, not even motivation, just the inspiration. I just like to hear different sounds, what's new, what's pe- what are people doing, like what are people trying out. Uh, but no, nah, I, I listen to whatever while I'm in an album mode, and then kind of like, oh, like I I like what this nigga did. Let me see if I can tweak this a little bit and do whatever, whatever. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, no, nah, I don't I don't kind of lock myself away. Um, I, I do still try to hear what's out there just to give myself a little inspiration. Right. Who uh, who inspires you these days? Damn. Uh. Damn. Hold on. I my phone is shit. <laughs> Go ahead. I don't even know. You, you um, can say the the staple answer, Jay. Jay. Oh yeah, everybody. yeah. Everybody that knows me, Drake. like that's my my Jay is my biggest my biggest idol. The best. Um, I, 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 I like the I like. So I, I'm weird. Like I, I like a whole bunch of shit. Like I got I love Twenty One's project. I thought Twenty One Savage was super dope. That's my um, personal favorite from him. I got uh yeah easily. Uh, I got Booty Collins on here. I've listened to a lot of him. Hmm. Currency and Freddie Gibbs album Fetty I thought was my, my favorite album was Tana Talk 3 from Benny um, and West Side Gun over in Griselda Word. so I, I bounce around man like I, I really I, I just like to take from everything in, in, in the culture so whatever I hear that whoever's dope I'll I'll most likely listen to them do you have like a favorite um, I guess out, like artists like I guess out right now like, like kind of they get from the younger generation not really older mm, I love Gunna uh, I fuck with Gunna. I think Gunna's dope. I haven't heard anything from him or Lil Baby yet, besides the song with Drake. Oh right. man, nah, That's they got it. some shit. They got they got some shit. Uh, maybe I'm sleep. Drift too hard is tough. Nah, I like, I like especially because like the younger kids that come to the studio, they love that shit. Like they love Uzi. They love they love all the new acts. Right. So a lot of the music sound like them. So I almost get you know I kind of have no choice but to <laughs> listen to that shit. But nah, Gunna dope. Gunna super dope. Um. Yeah, I fuck with Uzi. I think he dope too. He's done uh, now, right? He's done with music. Apparently, I, yo man, signing the deal, man. If you don't know what you're doing, man, I tell I tell all the young niggas that that come to the studio to ask for advice or whatever. I'm like, yo, is yeah, everybody wants to get signed, but you gotta know what you're doing. Like, you gotta know what you're signing. You gotta know how it works. Read the fucking under, contract. Like, even if you can't get it, get somebody who can teach you like what that means. Just understand what you're doing. Like, understand what you're getting yourself into, because then you get in situations where like. They making you drop nine projects before you see anything. Yeah. And then you're like, yo, what the fuck is going on? Like, I'm dropping million, no, million fucking stream records and I'm only seeing $2 from it. Like, hmm. that don't make no sense. But yeah, because 
you signed a contract saying that they basically made you. You know what I'm saying? So, so would you like? Is your goal to sign a contract, get a big label deal, or would you rather remain independent the whole um, way through and see how it goes? It'll be all dependent. Uh, I'm I'm super like I. I if it's worth it, like I'll take any deal if it's worth it. You know, if I think it'll benefit myself and both parties, I'll do it. You know, and that's just kind of the business side of me. Hmm. Um, you know, I'll never say I won't sign a deal. Um, if it makes sense, why not? You know, yeah. um, but if it don't, like I'm never going to, I never feel the need that I have to. You know, I, I don't ever feel like, especially this day and age, like I don't feel like I have to sign a deal. Yeah, that's you know what I'm saying, saying because I feel like all these internet kids, the Uzis and shit, yeah. blew up off the internet. So I figure, why can't everyone do it? Yeah, man. Like I said, it's just about learning. Like it's just learning the game. Like if you know, I, from for for work, I was doing sales, so I understand how sales works. I understand how like it's just you got to follow the money. Like wherever yeah, yeah. the money's going, that's that's how everybody's getting paid. So, yeah, I mean, you know, if it makes sense, I would. But, I mean, I'm chilling right now. I, I, I think with my integrity, the way it's set up, I don't think I could see myself going to the music business. Like, just looking at this R. Kelly situation, right? Yeah, it's nasty. These people who knew about all this shit going on. It's nasty. And then his streams go up the next day. Like, I'd rather just remain independent with my team. Yeah. If no, I were a rapper. I can't can, rap. It can, get, it can get gross, man. You, you, you meet a lot of shady people in this music thing, I'm sure, man. man. I'm telling you. Even especially, you know, with the studio, like, you meet a lot of weird people. And, but, I mean, you know, if you smile, get your shit done, keep it moving, my G. Like, yeah, yeah, at the yeah. end of the day, like, we ain't got to be best friends. Like, yeah. cool, we make music, we'll help you out. That's about it. Right. It seems like you're really passionate about that studio, too, just as so much as your music. Like, Yeah, it's my baby. That's, that's, um, that's half my baby. When did that open? July. First week of July, July. of uh, 2018. And then people just, well, how do they, like, come through and just record? you have to hit, they hit you up directly or? Yeah, so, um, yeah, you can hit us on IG, uh, Cerebral Sound, oh, no, CSS Studios. Um, but it, when it first started, so uh, my partner, he already had, as I told you before, he already had a studio. So he had, he already had a clientele base. Yeah. Um, so when we opened up, you know, it was kind of those guys who started to come back. But, um, you know, it's in the heart of Elizabeth. So there's a lot of just young rappers and young artists coming out there. So kind of word of mouth to just spread. Um, and now, I mean, we get people all over from Jersey. We actually got a, a, a shout out to Obey. She's from Brooklyn. Brooklyn, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. shout out to Obey. Um, she's from New York. She come out there uh, out to us to work. Um, we got a couple others from like South Jersey. We just get people from random places come through now, just from word of mouth. So yeah, no, I'm just proud of you know six months in for us for for so many people to kind of fuck with what we're doing and really you know because our, our vision was always just to make like a home base for people because you know it's hard to really find a spot where you can be comfortable chill yeah and feel at home to make your music you know a lot of these studios you kind of feel you know either pressure to get in and get out or like you just don't feel comfortable or like hmm. the engineer isn't that great so you you but you know you knew so you really know how to tell him how to make stuff done like yeah you know so i, I we just wanted to create an atmosphere for whether you're a veteran or someone who just started now that you can go and actually make something dope you're connecting with all these different artists like could you see yourself having like your own label one day Maybe, maybe, maybe. I know uh, we we've been asked that question before. Um, the only thing with labels is it's it's always tough, especially when you're an artist, to take another artist's career in your hands mm-hmm. and make it happen. Um, especially because you know, I think when you become an artist, you know, it's really your own business. Right. So it's hard to rely on someone to love their business as much as you. You know, at least I know how much I love this, so I can I, I trust myself getting myself to where I need to doing the things that I need to do mm-hmm. in order to get there. Whereas another artist may not like it as much, so then I got to do everything for them. And even then, like 
you're not doing enough. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, maybe, maybe. It sounds like too much pressure. Like if yeah, they don't pop when they want to pop, they blame you. Yeah, then it, just for a couple of dollars. I mean, you know, I, I think nowadays, especially, there's so many other avenues um, that you can go down instead, where you know you can still help a bunch of people without having to deal with all the the messiness. For sure. That's what I see CR doing. I respect what he's doing, like, with Jump Out the Frame. Yeah, like, guy. I don't know how he's done it up to this point, but it's, it's, it's working. Yeah. Yeah. Little known fact, I was my first, me and him, uh, uh, that was my first partner. Uh, my first business partner. Oh, yeah? CR. How did y'all yeah. So, uh, my boy Carl, shouts to him. Um, he, his cousin, Event, is boys with CR. Okay. So, um, I used to go to Carl's house a lot, and Event is a singer himself. And uh, he's the one who introduced me to CR. So I remember when I first wanted to start doing the music thing, um, CR was just starting out too. And, you know, at that point, like I had, you know, I was working at some bullshit sales job or whatever, but I was looking to start my own company and start my own shit anyway. Hmm. So when he gave me the plan, he gave me the idea. I was like, oh, this is, sounds amazing. You know what I'm saying? So let's do it. So, yeah, we, you know, we, we started it out. Um, you know, I helped him get everything going. Um, and then, you know, he was going to school. Then we just, you know, started doing our own thing. But uh, I'm I'm super proud to see how far he's gotten with it, man. Because he been that's something that he's like that was his plan, his idea. That was his baby from day one, and just to see it continue to grow three years later is dope. Do you uh, look at as these people you're connected with, like CR, as competition? Nah, nah. Well, not CR. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And not and not that's not like to say that. It, it just that's my man's. Like I, I, I'll just be super happy if he gets signed. And I never do. I'll be super happy for him. You know what I'm saying? If he does whoever, like I, I'll be super happy. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I think nowadays when it's when quote unquote competition, like with streaming, I, I think it's really hard to even say there's competition because back in the day we had to get CDs. Like you know, you had twelve dollars, you had to pick between Jay Z and Nas. You only got twelve dollars in your pocket, so right. you got to pick whatever CD you got. You know, whoever you want. Now, ten dollars, you get every artist you want. So as long as you build a fan base, where's like what's the competition for? Like that's you a, still have you still have your X amount of people who's gonna listen to you regardless. You know what I'm saying? Because right. now there's just no need to choose. So, I mean, people just make up a competition to do it, but like no one buys CDs no more. So sure. where's the competition? At, you know what I'm saying? It's wasted energy. Like your ego is, is it's yeah. Just to say just to say you're the best. Like yeah. you're someone's gonna argue against you anyway. So who are you trying to prove that to? Like right. you're always gonna have someone's always gonna say you're not. Like no matter what you do. And it's not like you made it to that position by yourself. Like you had people with you, yeah, right? So, so it, nah, it, it ain't even. Nah, it's all good. Right. Uh, I'm curious what's what's like your elevator pitch for your your music. Like how do how would you describe it for someone if you had ten seconds to describe it to someone in an elevator? Uh, um, yo, man, I, I think, I think the pitch is just like, it, it, it's, I, I make some real ass music, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I make music for literally any mood that you can be in. I, I really make music for niggas who are in women who just want to make, you know, make money, make, make a better life for themselves. Like who mm-hmm. dream of doing something better than just chilling, you know what I'm saying? Like who just want to strive to, to keep working harder and, and, you know, just hustle really. Like that that's really kinda how how I see it and just make feel good music for people. Hmm. Do you uh have you like always had this ambition, like just to do be the best or oh, do yeah. good at everything you're doing? Always. I he'll tell you, man, he knows me since high school. I I used to come walk around limping because my knee was tore up just so I can try to be nice at ball. Like I, <laughs> I had bad knees forever. And even when people were like, yo, just chill out, <laughs> like take some time, like your knees are shot. Yeah. Like I it, it but 
it was just me wanting to to be better, me wanting to be the best. Like you know, just no matter what. Like it's a little weird, but not even weird, but it's a little like psychotic. But yeah, it's 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 a drive that I think just for my dad, just to see what he's done from a guy who literally came from a different country and nothing to to be able to live, you know, create a solid life for myself and my siblings. That is that same type of idea for me that I just want to, no matter what the cost is, just to do something great. I really uh, appreciate the fact that you keep bringing back to your family. Like, you seem very family-oriented. Is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah. And do you draw, like, inspiration from all of them? Like, even though you guys are on the same similar career paths? Like... Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, uh, I, I think for me, especially my, my tight-knit, you know, my parents and my my sisters and my brother, um, you know, whether it's my older, I have another little sister who me and her are probably the closest because she's lived with me since, you know, forever. Um, you know, I... I I talk to them the most. They know me the best, you know. I, so for me, you know, because I don't really listen to a lot of people. Um, I don't really – I think a lot of people are fucking stupid. So, like, <laughs> I, I don't really take a lot of people's advice. I, I just – because I understand, like, I've seen so much bullshit. Like, I've seen so many people spew bullshit to me that, you Look know, it's hard president. to – Yeah, like, <laughs> it's, it's hard to, like, actually take somebody's words. So for for, for my family, um, you know, at least when I know I talk to them, I feel the genuineness. Like, they know me. No judgment. Yeah, nothing. they just know me. They know me for myself. So if I said tell them something or we talk about something, I know they're just giving me the genuine answer, and I appreciate it. So yeah, definitely they, they hold me down. I, I draw a lot of inspiration from them. Can you recall a specific piece of advice that uh, any one of your family members might have given you throughout your life? Um, that stuck with you? Probably my pops, man. Because uh, you know I marvel at that guy sometimes. He, um, <laughs> yo, I think the one thing he always instilled in me is like it, it's on me. You know what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, like, if you want to do something better for yourself, it's on you. Like, you know, he, he didn't have any help. He didn't have family. He didn't have people to help him get to where he got to, and he did it. So there's really no excuse that you can't. You know what I'm saying? That So I think from there, it's always stuck with me. Like, no matter how hard the situation is just to be able to learn to adapt and, and you know, figure out a way to do it right or figure out a way to get myself into a better position is something that always stuck to me. It. Damn, I think I really needed to hear something like that because, like, I've kind of always been at a recently been at like a crossroads of just like I'm not really seeing success as much success success as I wanted to yeah. with this shit. Yeah. Like, I know I'm good at this, but I feel like by this point, I feel like I should be on a higher level. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, there's no one else I can hold responsible except nah, to, it, myself. Yo, especially like you've got it's all about adaptation, man. I think it's like for me, even you know, even with the music, you know, I always go all right, like. When I drop something, all right, it didn't do a, a bazillion views. Well, why? You right. know what I'm saying? What am I doing that is causing it not to? Am I not marketing right? Am I not doing this right? There's something there. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I, I, I always like, especially in this since I'm so new to it, mm-hmm. um, I like failing just because when I fail, it makes me want to figure out why. Mm-hmm. And that's what drives me more than me doing good. Like when I, uh, I mean, I'm proud to say recently I just hit 100,000 streams on, I saw on Spotify. That. Dope. Yeah, thank you, thank you. And um, so for that, that's dope and all. But like even now, it's like I say it out loud. It's cool, but like I don't really care. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. like I, I expected myself to do well. Mm-hmm. Um, so now it's like, all right, well now I want to get a million. So now I hit 100. So now it's like, all right, cool, we hit 100. Congratulations. Now let's figure out why I'm not at a million yet. So that's kind of how i see everything it seems like you're yeah. always in like work mode like like yeah, work lot. work work and do you ever get to like creative slumps like oh yeah what who i don't know who i was listening to but one thing i learned is almost like like i said i've I, I a lot every, lots of sports actually you know there's days where you're tired as fuck 
and you Every don't want to you don't want to lift like you don't want to go to the gym you don't want to do that shit mm-hmm. and it's those days where you have to you know what I'm saying so even when I don't have any creativity in me like I'm like damn I don't want to write today all right let me just listen to beats like damn let me just write a bar let me let me just do it like yeah. it, it's it's the 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 idea of doing it even when you don't want to just so that when you when you do feel it and you're like, oh shit, I'm in it. Like I, I I never got rusty. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I never took time off because even on my shitty days, I still wrote a couple bars where I still feel it. You know what I'm saying? So like even like it's almost like when you practice when you're tired, mm-hmm. like you're dead tired yet you still take a hundred free throws extra. You know what I'm saying? It's just doing that extra mile so that when you're really into it, like you know that shit comes out good. So yeah, I mean I get into slumps, but I, I mean even if the even if the bars are bad, like I'll just still write them. You know what I'm saying? Just the fact that I did it. Man, I need to adapt that attitude. Like I'm writing a book, my first book. Oh shit! Congratulations. Thanks, man. And um, I've just been slacking, bro. Like for the past like two weeks, I have not written like shit because I feel like if I try to write in those moments yeah. where I'm just like not feeling as creative, it's gonna be terrible. Yeah. But yeah. I, I should take that with me and just write. Yeah. And just see what happens. At the end of the day, you always just erase that shit. That is true. <laughs> you know yeah, that's saying? very no, true. Yeah. No one ever got to see it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, it, it's just it's just the idea of doing it, so that when you do feel it, it's like, oh shit, I was fired. Yeah. But it's like only because you've just been doing it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I feel self introspection is introspection is very important. Yeah. People, we need to check ourselves sometimes. Uh, it seems like you're very confident and passionate about your your music and everything else you have going on, but. What are some flaws you notice in yourself as you've grown, and um, what are some things you think you lack and need to do better on? I mean, I'm stubborn. I'm I'm, I'm extremely stubborn, and stubborn to a fault sometimes. Um, sometimes I, you know, even when I know I probably need some help, I, I'll turn it down. Um, you know, it, it's it, and even besides that, just learning to, um, I, I think, just learning to let people help me grow. Hmm. Um, it's something that I realized for a long time I, I didn't do a good job of allowing. Um, so now, you know, I definitely try to let people help me. You know, if, if I try to, at least, if anything, at least listen to what they're saying hmm. um, compared to just completing, completely tuning somebody out, you know. Because um, I, I realized that even if somebody may be full of bullshit, there's something in there that I can use. You know, there's there's some type of knowledge that I didn't know before. There's something that I can take away from it. So, um, just really learning to allow people to to help me get to where we need to get to is something that uh, I work on. Where does that resistance come from? Is it just like trust issues, maybe? Absolutely. Um, it's you know, like we said before, like telling people, "Hey, I'm gonna do this," and y'all said, "Nah." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So now that I'm here, it's like, "Well, what are your motivations?" Like, because I'm here. Yeah. Which I'm learning is like, I mean, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, like I, I don't need everybody to be my best friend forever. Like, it's. Yeah. You know, that's one thing I learned from just working and, and doing, you know, working in sales and doing different things like that where, you know, it's cool if we don't have a super tight relationship. It's cool if we just, we work people. Like, you know me through the work. That's cool. Like, we cool work people. Let's get let's get the job done. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so I, I think, you know, learning to just, hey, not everyone's your best friend and that's fine. Like, it's perfectly okay if they just like you because you make good music. Like, that's that's cool. <laughs> like, who cares? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's a really mature thing to, to say, I feel. Yeah. Because most mean, people look at that, like, so much differently. Like, I feel for me personally, like, if you're my friend and you see me doing something that I'm passionate about, I feel you should be just as invested as I am, right? Yes. I, that's selfish as fuck. Yeah. But I just feel my integrity tells me that I feel like that's how friends should act. And, and you... You're right. You're not wrong. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? I feel the same way. So I, I don't think you're wrong whatsoever. But I, I think it's also understanding that 
just because you feel that's right doesn't mean that's reality. For sure. You know what I'm saying? So it, so I also live in a world of, like I said, adaptation. Like, I understand that that's not the world around me. So it takes – I. so instead of waiting for the world to change, I change myself. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I move in a way where it's like I, like – I don't even like I don't go into any type of meeting somebody expecting us to kick it off and be best friends. You know what I'm saying? I right. just expect to go in there. We're going to be professional grown-ups, handle whatever got handle and then whatever happens happens. Like, you know what I'm saying? Whatever comes from that comes from that, but yeah, I mean, you know, cuz especially with the, with the music industry, man, you're going to deal with shady people, you're going to deal with snakes. Like, you just got to always Funny. remember like who who was there for you. You know what I'm saying? Who was with you when you didn't have nothing? Like, right. who was fucking with you when you when nobody else was like, those are the people who I keep close. Everybody else is, you know, hey, let's get let's get the job done. Then, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Um, so for me, this show is an escape from depression, anxiety, and all that, right? And uh, I created the show initially to provide that same feeling for other people uh, to be an escape. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm curious, do you suffer from depression, anxiety, and is music an escape for you, or how do you deal with it when you get those moments? Yeah, I mean, uh, I listen. I definitely get down. Um, you know, I definitely more anxiety. Um, I definitely there are times where, you know, I mean, I, you, just like you said, I, I do be in work mode a lot. So there'd be times where it's like, fuck, like I, I feel like I'm doing everything and nothing's happening. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I mean, music. That's that's those are the times. I mean, even with this project um, as a whole, there's almost like a dark kind of tone to it. Because um, at the time of writing it, there was a lot of shit that was going on for me. Hmm. Um, so I really, honestly, those are my favorite times to write. Um, cause I really get to be vulnerable with myself. And cause a lot of the times I'm so busy trying to work and trying to get things done that I don't even give myself time to feel anything. You know what I'm saying? To even, I, I get so numb because I'm thinking of what I got to do next. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, the music allows me to kind of really look at shit and go, damn, like, yo, it's okay to, to to be upset that whatever, whatever happened, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's cool that you are pissed or like, it's cool that you sad. Or it's cool that you feel whatever, you know what I'm saying? It's like therapy anyway. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, th- the more that I- I've been making the music, um, the more therapeutic it's gotten where I- I'm getting a lot more comfortable, um, just talking about things and-, and telling people about, you know, what I'm dealing with, with my family and what we've been through, what I've been through and just just different shit that I've dealt with on the low that nobody knew about, you know. Hmm. Um, yeah, the music definitely allows me to, to tell people in my own little way. So I guess this album is going to be your most personal or? Yeah, so, yeah, so, uh, yeah nah. So this album, um, it, it's definitely, it def- if anybody who knows me well, um, this album's going to make a lot of sense to them because um, especially like the emotions. So it's basically, you know, instead of putting myself into the album, I made a character. Um, his name is Payne. And a lot of the emotions, a lot of the things that he, that I rap about or, or make, you know, make songs about um, are shit that I, like that's how I am. Mm-hmm. A lot of his emotions, a lot of ways that he reacts to things, a lot of ways that he responds to certain things are ways that I would, react or respond um so this is my way of like talking about all that type shit and and kind of getting it really all off my chest yeah how do you know when you're done with the project i'm sure you make plenty of songs that go on the cutting room floor like how do you know like okay i'm done i said all i could say just feel that shit man i I mean i I think for this project you made like 
30 odd records something like that and it cut it down to 12 and i'm only dropping like seven first so oh, wow okay so uh yeah i mean i, I kind of just do it all and you know that's a great thing of having someone like solo um who not only is my partner he's my engineer hmm. um he you know I, I give him the vision going into it when, I, when i'm as i'm going i mean even for this project i mean i changed the vision like three or four times in the process of making it but every time he always understands where i'm trying to take it mm-hmm. and um so f- you know me and him kind of go through everything and and he's always like it, when it comes to music he is my goal like he's my guru like if, if i if he like it i know it's gonna go yeah. like because he he's one of the most talented people i've met so um you know if we go over the records he goes yo this like this you gotta do this like we just do that for all of them like i i think this is this is what we need but he'll keep it real he's not like a yes man right he'll keep it real with you oh man trash. he listen let me tell you about this guy <laughs> this guy let me tell you so when i first started going to him i remember this maybe like my fifth or sixth session with him right it was me um him and um another dude in air you shout to airy so I'm over here recording a record, right? And mind you, I, I pay for the hours and all that shit, right? So we're recording the record. We've been like half hour and he goes, yo, come out real quick. Come on. He calls me out. Him and Ari basically sat me down. I was like, yo, that shit is trash. Like, <laughs> like, yo, bro, take it home. Like, don't even worry about the payment. Just, you know, we, you got to do better. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And he, even to this day, like, you know, there have been times where, I, you know, I think I got the hottest verse in the world. And he'd be like, bro, like, I heard this already. It's like, nigga, like, what you mean? Like, this is like, nah, like, you, I need something different. So he, he's my biggest critic besides myself. Right. Like, he, he, he would tell me in the middle of my recording session, after taking hours to write something that it's not it. And I'll drop it and start again. So, yes, man, I wish he was. <laughs> I wish he was right. more of a fucking yes, man, than he is, man. I always wondered this about artists, like, when they're creating an album, like, what comes first, the name of the song and then the song? Or, like, oh. Or going even back further, like the name of the album, the name of the songs, and the songs. Like, does it just happen? I'm still fucking changing the names of the fuck. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> yeah, nah, I, I'm horrible when it comes to names because, like, I, that's the last thing I think of. Uh, you know, absolute last. Even the title that I mean, I it took me. Like I said, I've been working on the album for like over a year, and I just got the. I just figured out what I wanted to do for the album cover, and I just like maybe a month ago figured out what the name of the album was officially going to be. Can you say it now, or are you keep? It oh yeah, yeah, the paint tape, the paint tape. Paint tape. Um. So uh, yeah. So I mean, I, pff, those should come super last. Like yeah, I, sure. every day, I change that shit. Do you have like a, a release date like coming up, or do you? Nah, no date yet? yet. No date yet. I'm still uh, working on uh, the rollout plans for it. Um, working with shout out to Taste Creators. Um, they're they're a group out in Philly who are helping me a lot with the rollout of it. But it's definitely me coming out. I mean, this year, very not very soon. Very very soon, very, very very soon. Bet. So hopefully you can come back when that shit's out. Oh yeah, debut some wait. tracks. I can't wait. Um. My notes are fucking out of order, so this is like going to be my first question. But uh, <laughs> your name, mm-hmm. your rap name, your last name is Solomon. Yes, the king part. Did that come from like the religious figure? Absolutely, absolutely. So I actually also a little, little dope little fact. Um, my great ancestor was actually uh, the president of Haiti at one point. Whoa. Um, yeah, I actually come to find that out uh, not too long ago, which is wild. But uh, yeah, my grandfather, my father's father, was also in the government. Um, he served as a senator, I believe. Or like a councilman in Haiti, okay. um, but um, so yeah, I mean, I, I you know I went to Catholic school all my life too, um, so I was familiar with the, the Book of Solomon anyway, um, mm-hmm. um, his writings and things like that, uh, King Solomon. So I, I just thought, I mean, besides the fact that my name is already Solomon, just with an A, I thought it'd be super dope and just kind of the play on words and you know it got it felt perfect that it's like it's like oh this is the 
best thing that I can do. Yeah. Do you identify as like a religious person? Um, much more spiritual than religious, but I'm pretty well versed in in theology, especially with Catholicism. Um, you know, I, I yeah, like I said, I was in Catholic school for most of my life. You had to take like theology courses and shit like that. I went to church until I was like eighteen. Mm. So uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I you know, definitely much more spiritual now though. Does uh your Haitian uh, background? You are Haitian, right? Correct. Yeah. Does that play any uh, influence on the sound of the music coming up? Uh, not the sound, um, but definitely the emotion in it. Um, mm. um, I, I think the aggression comes from that. If anybody knows any Haitian people or like family, I mean, even when they're having a good time, it sounds like they're having a fat ass argument. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, it yeah. kind of just in our DNA. So, uh, not necessarily sound wise, but uh, definitely an emotion. That's great. I, I'm not too like CR is like I feel like the first person that was Haitian that I know like closely. So yeah. like I kind of heard it a bit on his music. So I was curious if like it would transfer over to yours. Do you have any features you can talk about or? Yeah, uh, shout out to my boy Blaze the Rebel. Um, the, the, what you expect, which is the the record I've been pushing right now, uh, just did a hundred thousand. Um, so he's one of the features on there. I got uh, my homegirl Kimmy Chen. Um, she's on the record on there. She's amazing. Um, beautiful singer out of Jersey. Right. Uh, I got. I actually got solo on one of the records on there. I got my boy Dwa. He's on the oh, record dope. on there. Um, let me think. Uh, is there anything? Uh, you need me to come on and do a skit, man. It. I got you. Yo, oh, Joe, I got Journey doing skits. I might have to holler at you, oh, man. Do, I love do a little, skits. A little interlude. Yeah, I'm a skit guy. <laughs> I fuck with skits heavy. It's a lost art. It's like not even on albums at all anymore. Yo, that was one of my favorite parts of albums. Like I remember growing up, every album I listened to the skits. I remember Tory Lanez had a whole album full of skits. See, but... that's yeah, that's when you fuck it up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was two records in a skit. Two records in a skit. Nah, yeah. but I, I think skits are. Cause I, I, I love albums. I come from buying albums. Like that's when I was growing up. So all I do is buy albums. So. Um, you know, I, I love an album where, you know, has, where it's just like a story. I mean, the, the album I created, I really made it into a story where, you know, there's enough skits in there where it flows at the same time. Like it doesn't, it's not too much, you know, it's not overbearing. So you have like all these different people in the studio with you creating these songs. Like, do you guys, do you take like advice or feedback from certain lyrics and they like take out a lyric and put one in? Like, what's your stance on, I guess, ghostwriting? So... See, so for us, like, so we do have a, a, a little group, um... Um, uh, CSMG, Super Sounds Music Group. Um, mm. So just it's like six of us um, who've been working with Solo for a while, who basically Solo develop all of our sounds. Um, so we don't we don't really not necessarily when it comes to writing. Um, I think everybody when it comes to writing, everybody does their own thing. But to sound wise, we we definitely help each other out a lot. Mm. Um, you know, when it comes to melodies or. You know, hey, I think you should do this with the beat here. I think it sounds dope. So, yeah, we definitely give each other a lot of input. Um, shout out to all the guys, Prophet, Skirt, uh, Kimmy, uh, Chris, uh, uh, Benz, uh, 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 Solo, Journey, everybody. I don't know who else I'm forgetting. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, nah, everybody really, you know, we always play each other's. I mean, we always are there really. One of, like, we're always there when we, when you, the other, other person's recording or doing whatever. So we hear something that we don't like, we say, yo, this is not it or you know, yeah, but when it comes to the writing though, I think I think writing should be kept to you. Like So you're anti ghostwriting, it's fair to say? That is that shit is so weird to me for a rapper. It's so weird. But you don't think there's some like kind of talent that comes with like reading someone else's lyrics and making it sound good? Like if Drake did like uh have ghostwriting help and he made some of these songs, it sounds fucking good. So I feel like that still takes some some form of talent. S- even Cardi, Cardi gets accused of that. Like so, yeah. Cause so, I mean, yeah, they're good at cadences and they're good at performing the records, which is, I mean, yeah, that that's a skill. But at the same time, like, 
See, my my th- my thing with, with, with what happened with the whole Drake situation was like, I, if it's like a hook, if you're taking like a bar for a hook, or if you're doing something where it comes to the actual like mus- musicality of it, that's one thing. But if your rap lyrics are somebody else's, like those rap bars are somebody else's, that's super weird to me hmm. because like. Like I said, I mean, I have older brothers who, older sisters who were around when hip hop was getting popular in New York was was starting. So you know, they always kind of taught me to be original, to do your own thing. And any artist who I've loved is original in some way, shape, or form. I mean, it's one thing if you know if you're gonna take a bar from someone as you're showing respect or some shit like that. It, it, that's one thing. And like I said, even for like a hook or a bridge, like I also think that's that's one thing. But for mm-hmm. the actual rapping side of it, I feel like you should be able to rap your you know your shit. I mean, it is. I guess it's technically plagiarism, but yeah, it's mad. I'm weird. okay with it because like this shit sound good at the end of the day. Like yeah, I mean everybody is. So like see, but my thing is don't be selective then. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, so yeah. like, like, don't get mad at someone like Drake, and then you know, because everyone does it. Like, don't like if, Kanye if you're gonna, fucking does it. Yeah, if you're gonna feel that way, like, yeah, be mad. Then don't listen to a Kanye album ever again. Like, yeah. it, like you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody does it. So I mean, if you're cool with it, cool. And then, but don't don't come at niggas when you find out they got a ghostwriter. That makes no sense to me. Right. Like, pick one, nigga. <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts on Kanye? I just bought him up. Man, that nigga, man, listen. You you, you cool off him? I, I'm cool. I'm good. I'm super, <laughs> like, that Yandy shit, I'm good off of it. Yo, that Yee album wasn't even that good. And, like, I, I, I'm not a fan of that. I thought it was his worst, pro- I think that's his worst album. No, it's his worst project, but that song, uh, Violent Crimes, that shit's hard. That's the, but, yo, the, but, see, yo. And when, Ghost Town. When you compare greatness to greatness, right? If, yeah. I, if I'm comparing Kanye to himself, that project's ass. If, if I like, yeah. I mean, what am I? I'm not gonna compare Kanye to fucking some new artist. Like, I'm not doing that because Kanye has placed himself amongst the legends. Because mm-hmm. I mean, if we're gonna be critical of a bad Eminem project, if we're gonna be crimi- uh, 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 critical of a bad Nas project or something like that, then we gotta be critical of a very bad Kanye album. This was not a good Kanye album. I think Kanye's best albums stop at like graduation. Everything that's after, I think, is trash. See, and that like, which, which I'm cool with that too. But like, I, I look, my Dark Twisted fan, Fantasy. I thought the production was insane. Yeah, the, um, yeah. Jesus, okay. I, I super appreciated the original the originality of it. I, even in the production of that, I, I appreciated the Pablo. The same thing. At least like. At least you can appreciate it, fam. We only listen to Pablo for Chances verse. That's <laughs> it. No, nothing else, y'all. I'm but you. like, I, but I, like, I can at least like, as like the musicality of it, I can appreciate this Ye album. Sound like, like he basically had all the the joints that didn't make it to those projects and put it onto this this one, fam. No, they. Like, I think the story behind it was they had a whole other album, right? But then they made all those songs like I guess the week before the album was supposed to come out. It, but, you but can it, hear it. It's, yeah, it sounds rushed. It sounds like he like was like, all right, this like it just I don't know. It doesn't sound like a Kanye project. It, I, I was very very saddened from it. I do like a uh, Kissy the Ghost though. I do like the Kissy Ghost nah, project. I I'm like not better. I feel like we give t- Cuddy too much credit sometimes. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. Pat, past the first album, I think we give Cuddy too much credit. Credit, yeah. Yo, but Cuddy, I mean, a lot of these niggas sound like Cuddy though. So, I but Cuddy, ain't like, yeah, the sound is good. But like in terms of like content, he ain't really saying shit. Like, I'm not feeling nothing when I hear Cuddy. Mm, he he's hit or miss. Cause he did that rock album, which is I don't know what the fuck that was. Right. I didn't like that rock album. But I mean, I like the um, 
the I forgot the the album. I think it was his last album, maybe, which was or maybe two albums ago. One of them, but it was all right. I, I mean, I'm not like I'm not a super duper Cuddy guy, but mm-hmm. I do like Cuddy. I, I like his sound. I, I'm not gonna lie, I do like Cuddy. Right. I, I just think everyone should just follow Jay and age gracefully in hip hop. Oh, it's hard. Eminem, he's done for it's me. It's hard, man. Nas. Till further notice, he's done. Yo, <laughs> like, I, I didn't think the Nas album was that bad, though. Like, fam, I, see, I never want to hear Kanye yo, and Nas again, bro. Uh, yo, I hear everybody kill it. And never. Like, I hear it. I play it back, and it's not. But here's my thing, right? Nas, he's not, he doesn't, He he's hit or miss when it comes to albums anyway. Like, anyway. I yeah. think he's proven over his track record that he can either give you something that is an all-time great or something that, you know, we kind of side-eye a little bit. But we give him a pass because it's Nas. So, I mean, I, I thought the Nas here, I mean, it, it, was, it wasn't, it was I just didn't think it was horrible. Like, I, I thought he had worse projects. That's That was kind of my thing. I, to, I, I was kind of surprised that everyone hated it so much. I don't know. Just to be gone for so long and then come back, I don't know. But I blame, that. I blame Kanye. I always blame I also Kanye. blame Kanye. Yeah. I still blame Kanye for that. Fuck <laughs> that. Yo, don't work with Kanye if you get too big. <laughs> I'm telling you, don't do it, yo. Don't, don't, don't do it. Um, So... I want to get into, I guess, some current events right quick. Uh, did you see that Chris Brown was arrested today? Yeah, he, they, let, they let him go. They let him go. Oh, he, he got out? Yeah, I actually checked that when we were downstairs. Okay. Yeah, they let, apparently the girl made the whole thing up. I'm curious what you think, what was your thoughts on, like, um, all these rape allegations and the Me Too movement? I mean, as you get bigger into the entertainment business, you're going to be around more women. Yeah. Backstage. I mean, you still have, you have a girl, but. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh do you fear like any of these interactions with women who just can blatantly and outright accuse you? So, it, it, it's such a weird thing for me because you know I do have three sisters, right? So sure. I, I super in a mom, so I super feel for women, and I, and I feel like every woman should at least be heard at bare minimum. I Definitely. do feel like at at bare minimum, if a woman feels she was violated, she should be listened to. But at the same time, I don't feel like we should just kill people because of an allegation. I mean, we real like we live in a society where, I mean, we see one thing and it's a mob, it's a lynch mob. Like we don't even like forget context. Like we just yeah. see a five second clip and we feel like we know everything that happened in that moment. You know what I'm saying? Guilty before proven innocent. Yeah, I mean, but it's gotten to the point of just insanity now, where like you can see like one little thing and now we're talking like the person's the worst in the world. So I just I just feel like we need to be careful. But at the same time, you know, I am happy that at least women are being heard. I, I do think that. Um, for for too long, you know, I, I know a lot of dudes myself who, you know, I kind of give side eyes to. Like, they a little too aggressive when they drunk or, yeah. like, you know, I even remember growing up where, like, you know, we'll go out and I will try to dance with a girl. She would say, no, I'll let it go. My boy's like, oh, no, nah, I just grab it. And I was like, nah, like, relax. Like, yeah, it's yeah. not that deep, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I definitely, I'm, I'm happy that, like, we starting to call out the creepy dudes to chill out. Um, but at the same time, like, I just don't, you know, there are a lot of people. There, there are still people who make up shit. Like, and, and I, I feel like that can get lost in all this as well. Right. I think we just need to be do a better job of just waiting to see what happens and and letting um, the story play out. But you know, I, I, like I said, though, I am happy that that women getting a shot now. Do you think social media played a part in like this over aggressiveness and just lack of understanding how to speak to women? Like, because you're talking to people through the, your phone the whole time, but when you actually see someone in person, is different. Like, yo. I think social media, social is, media is weird, bro. Like, you know, because I mean, I, I remember a time without it. So, like, my sister, my little sister, she's she's twenty, 
she's grown up in it. You know what I'm saying? Like her whole life, she's been involved in some type of social media. Hmm. So like even seeing her interact with people and shit is is interesting to me. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody is so into like Instagram or Twitter. And the thing with Twitter, like I, I like Twitter, but at the same time, it's like. I also feel like not everybody should have a voice. Like, <laughs> I feel like I really do feel like not everybody should be allowed to say something. Like, your opinions don't matter. Yo, like some people need to like shut the fuck up. Like, you can't just say anything and then like, yo, really, if, if you can build a following, like, which building a following these days, if you know, really isn't hard if you're doing like some bullshit page. If you're making like some fake page, you can build a, a pretty decent following. Yeah, and they can say whatever. And then somebody would just believe it just because, like, they seen you said it. Like, it's it's insane to me. Word. And, like, anybody can just say something and people will agree with it. Like, it, that shit is crazy. If you get me. enough retweets, what you say is the truth. Like, God, like, who the fuck cares what, who, like, Bill whoever said? Like, I don't, <laughs> like, I don't know you. Like, I'm like yeah. I never heard of you since yesterday. Like, the fuck? I can see you clapping back at your fans that they talk some disrespect. Oh, I'm going to be petty. <laughs> no, nah, I do it. Yo, I go I go on Twitter if I see, like, a big racial event. Yeah. I go argue with, with fucking racists on Twitter all the oh, time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that should be funny as hell. <laughs> they be getting mad as shit. That should be great. Have you dealt with, like, any racism in your life or discrimination? Oh, of course, man. Of course. I mean. That's a shame that you have to say, of course. Like, it's, so, Jer- it's literally normal. <laughs> I mean, shit. We went to uh, we went to all white high school. I mean, we went Same. to we went to all boys white prep school. Like all, all boys, damn. That's all nice. boys white prep school. Like my man. Like yo, it. You mind you, it, if you was black in that school, you either played a sport or you was dumb smart. Like that was that was it. Like there was no normal black dudes. There was no. You was either dumb smart or you were athlete. Damn. Other than that, you were white. Like, Sorry, you went through that. I mean, yo, yeah. it, it, listen, man. You know what it is, bro. It's it, it's America. Like that. That's that's the country we live in. So if you can survive that, like you can survive anything, really. But like, yeah, I, man, I be hearing white people say n words left and right. Like it's cool. Like, yeah. I man, listen. I had a cop one time when I was when I was younger. Fucking, we were playing. Me, it was me, two of my boys, and a girl. She was white, right? Hmm. We were playing ball across the street from my man's house. We was about to go back to my boy's car and drive home. I had some cop try to give us a jaywalking ticket because we didn't use the fucking white. I'm like, nigga, what? That like, mean, I feel like that's not even a real thing. Yo, like, I don't think it ever was real. Yo, my boy, his name was Scott at the time. He was like, wait, that's a ticket? He was like, that's a real thing still? He was yeah. like, yeah, I can give you a jay. Like, he was really trying to bother us because we crossed the street. Like, that that was, that's when I really realized, oh, shit, like, this they don't like black people some places like for sure especially in jersey man how do we even stop that i don't i still i think about it all the time how do we i think white people really have to stop racism because they started it yo it, it's it's what i've learned is it's just pure ignorance man like I, i've met so many white people who have never even talked to a black guy before right like i have met white people who i was their first black interaction hmm. like who've openly told me that and that is insane to me that you have not ever interacted with a real black person before. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, it, no wonder you think fucking, no wonder you think whatever bullshit you think. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it, it's just pure, it, it's it's a lack of, of uh, education, really. It's just people are, are either on purposely or not on purposely uh, or not on purpose, just not willing to take time to understand someone that's different than you. Right. And as black people, we were forced because we had no other option. You know what I'm saying? We we had to understand white people because we had like we had we were fucking slaves. You know what I'm saying? So like, whereas 
white people never took the time to do the, op- the, the the same. You know what I'm saying? So that's why, like, we have so many people who say so much bull. Like, yo, not even, man, not even too long ago. I remember I was at a, like, some, I was at some little party, whatever. And long story short, my boy was drunk, so he was acting, bu- he was bugging, so we got him a ride home. Mm. And I was like, this white kid that was there, he was like, he said something to the effect of, like, oh, that's why I have black friends or some shit like that. And I just looked at him like, yo, like, I would slap the shit out you right now. Like, I would have wild to say next to me, my nigga. Like, he's like, no one ended up. I'm like, yo, I'm like, ah, you know what? I'm not even beat for you today. But like, yo, it's it's still shit like that. Like, like, yo, what? Like, to even think you could say that shit near me and like, I won't kill you right now, my nigga. Like, that shit is crazy. You probably said it in a casual tone, like it's a normal yeah, thing. Yeah, like they... try to, yeah, like nigga, you are out of your mind. Say that shit to me. I told like, yo, bro, say that some dumb shit like that again. I'll slap shit. Like, oh no, I don't lie, bro. Like, I ain't even. I ain't even off you, man. I do think some real change will come if uh, people like everyone in this room, for example, if we all get ourselves in the position of power yeah. and get some real money and yeah. facts. we can make that change. Nah, facts. I mean, I think at the end of the day, like I said, man, you know, if they don't want to take the time, we got to make them. You know what I'm saying? We, we Us as people, we got to make sure we get our wealth. We, we got to make sure. That's why I tell, you know, a lot of these dudes come to the studio, man, learn your business, learn, learn your money, man. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're doing this music shit, learn to make some money, my nigga. Like, if you're not making money, then what's the point? Like, you you know, don't don't be signing to, to this dude who's going to tell you, hey, you know, we'll make you into a star. Yeah, well, you're his investment, my nigga. Like, right. that means you pay him. <laughs> like, that's your boss, my guy. Like, learn what you're doing before you do any of that. Because this whole thing should be about making your own bread so you can do what you want to do and, and, and live the life how you want to live it. So no one can tell you shit. The fact that, like, even learning how to make your own money is not in, like, a normal curriculum for students, like, it's, it's fucked up to me. Like, I really thought about it and all this shit. I, what do I need long division for now? <laughs> I mean, I mean, like, Fucking. what do I need American history, like, today? Uh, like, man, half this, man, 95% of the shit we learned in school was fucking useless. Yeah. Like, none of that, I don't do none of that shit. I don't know how to do uh, that, uh, what's that shit, geography? Geography. No, no, what's, that, what's that math shit? What's that math shit? <laughs> the fact you don't even know. Like, like, math shit. I don't do that shit. We don't give a fuck. Uh, I ain't not learning that shit. Um, you saw the most recent controversy. Well, not controversy, but I guess Soldier Boy. He was in the headlines everywhere. Like, That's a soldier. That's a King Drake <laughs> Um I've seen like videos flowing around of him and Drake doing similar things, like similar songs. Yeah, like, that's crazy. I didn't know that. Is it fair to say Soldier Boy is like the inspiration yo, for everyone? He might be. Yo, I've been saying my man's uh my my other the other engineer Ed. Shout out to Ed. Uh, he he hated, but yeah, I give Soldier Boy mad props. I ain't realize Soldier Soldier had hits. Not only did he yeah. have hits, like yo, cause you know what, you know what, you know why I really believe it. So like someone like Chief Keith, right? Mm-hmm. In my world, Chief, I, I haven't heard Chief Keith since like don't like. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't, yeah. I'm not a Chief Keith guy. Yo, I see like these younger kids. Yo, they know like I know my little sister got these old, you know, these young white girlfriends. They know all Chief Keith lyrics, like. Wait, all that drill shit. Excuse me, what white girls? All that Chief shit. Keep lyrics. All like that's yo. That's the, so it, to me. It's like yo. It's like I understand. Like just because I don't get it, like I they they got a crazy influence, mm-hmm. and and I mean Soldier Boy really proven it. He's still bugging though. He still is ripping niggas off. I mean that <laughs> those, <laughs> yeah, those console shits are nonsense. Like I'll, mad people telling it's nonsense, but I mean hey. Get your money, my G. <laughs> I kind of went to cop one just to see if it was a real thing. Like, Bro, I've seen like 90 million reviews of all of them saying, yo, you can get this the same thing for 
$200 cheaper. Oh, <laughs> like man, the so same just... exact console. But I do hate how people are ripping on him because at the end of the day, he is a black entrepreneur trying to make it, right? Word. But people were literally shitting on him every platform he was on, and I didn't understand. So, like, I mean, so I don't like that they shitted on I don't like that. I don't like. I don't like that they made it into a joke. Right. That's what I don't like. Um, I thought some of the points were valid, though. I mean, you are kind of scamming niggas. But I, on the same, in the same breath, half the shit that you're wearing is a scam. Mm. Like, if you got Yeezys on, those shits are scams. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I mean, you're right. He is doing some bullshit. But if we, once again, if you're going to allow it to be scammed by fucking half the shit that you do on a regular basis. Yeah. Don't get mad that the black guy doing it. Like, that that doesn't make any sense. For sure. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to be that person, then be mad at everybody or be mad at whoever is doing it and, and who, you know, everyone, not just because, you know, Soldier Boy is doing it because we laugh at Soldier Boy. Like, yeah. that don't make no sense to me. But he is scamming niggas. He <laughs> That's a fact, man. I, I hope he does. I hope his business does well. I hope the system sells, but I'm cool off that. I just want to know how long he wore the headband for, the Gucci headband. Yo, that shit. That shit was attached that, to his fucking head. Yeah, that shit still look all, all crumpled up and shit. <laughs> Shout out to that Gucci band. Shout out to it. That shit probably stink, my nigga. Like, uh, that shit done, though. Uh, when you get famous, like, because, you know, it's, it's going to happen. Like, do you see yourself with, like, mad chains, Gucci headbands? Nah. Selling consoles? Nah. I, oh, I, oh! I'm definitely gonna have a bunch of businesses, yeah. But one man. So when I was, uh, I used to work at a, a, a credit card processing place, right? Okay. Small company, but the two owners were there all the time. Both of them multimillionaires. They dressed like every normal white person you see on the block. Mm. You would have absolutely no idea they had money. You go outside, they had the brand new Lambo mm. in the fucking parking lot. Brand new. Shit looked like I, I'll never forget it. Shit looked like a like it was fake. Like that's how like official that shit looked. Straight ever ad. So, you know, I was lucky enough to be able to talk to those guys. And one of the things I really learned is like, yo, when you make real money, you don't have to show it. Like you, you really, there's no, you actually don't want people to know that you have that much money. He was like, it's actually a bad thing when people know because then, you know, they everything changes. You know, where something could cost five dollars, now they want to charge you five hundred. Because they know you got it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Whereas, like, they take advantage of the fact knowing that you have this money. And 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 you don't want that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, there's no reason that you should take advantage of the fact that I have money and you know it. So, nah, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I'll, get, I'll have a couple of nice things here and there. But, I, I mean, nah, I'll, I'll never be the type of nigga who's going to have, like, 90 chains on and, like, just want, like, it's, I think it's fucking stupid. You're, t- you're, making, you're making yourself a target. Yeah. Like, come on, stick up kids going, like. Nah, never. That's that's where my mind was going when you were saying about the the white guys why they don't wear the chains and shit because you're a fucking target. Like yeah. people will see you, they will rob you. Yeah, what you like, think? They gonna let you walk around that Lambo with the ninety chains on? Fuck no, <laughs> like I'm not paying ninety million dollars for security all the time. Like fuck that. No, I'm, I ain't got no money, my G. <laughs> Bro, look like you, my guy. I respect it. <laughs> Uh, did you just happen to see the Fire Festival documentary? Yeah, I saw both. I saw the Hulu one and the Netflix one. I only saw the Netflix one, and I, I lost both. my shit, man. Damn, Ja. Damn, Yo, Ja's ja. going to jail, Ja. <laughs> Damn, Ja. Yo, the Hulu one made him look a lot worse. The did Netflix... It? See, the crazy thing is... That's why I watched both, because I wanted to compare the two. The Hulu one, like, really called him out his name. Like, if you watch the Hulu one, <coughs> he basically said, like, not only did Ja know it was bullshit... He even, like, there's, like, one dude who was on there. I think he was from the island. And he was, like, Ja, like, pulled him aside and asked him, like, yo, like, can we pull this off? And this was, like, two months before. He's, like, nah, bro. Like, mm. we're never doing this. Where the Netflix one didn't mention any of that. 
So the Hulu one really had me looking at John Crazy. The yeah, Hulu one had the actual guy too, the Billy guy, the interviewed him and shit. Yeah, yeah, he was on there too. Um, yeah, it was, it was. But the Netflix one, Josh fucking standing next to the guy saying, "This is my business partner." Blah blah blah. Mad proud. And now this nigga tweeting like, "I was bamboozled." I've been watching them. I've been looking I'm at like, the tweets. Fam, get I'm like, the fuck out of here. And then Josh. on top of that, at the end of it, they were like, "Oh, Josh." I think, I don't know if they said on the Netflix one, but on the Hulu one. They said Ja created another company, which was basically based on the uh, on that same idea, like the, the the Fire app. Yeah, he said Ja made another company, which basically took the same premise, which is basically another app where you can go and book uh, your favorite artist for you know through the app. This is why Fifty clowns this nigga, yo, because yeah, he be doing why, dumb shit. That's why when I was reading his tweets, I'm like, I don't know, bro. Like you, you I feel like you knew something, my G. Like it's, I get it. You probably didn't go into detail because you probably didn't feel like you had to. Yeah. But my G, I, you wasn't like you. You you ain't get caught off guard like we did. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Man, prayers for first of all, prayers for the people who didn't get their money. <laughs> that that lady at the end killed me. I feel bad for that lady. They man, started to go fund me. I saw. Yeah, yeah. I heard it passed the limit too. So I, I hope the guys should get it and everybody get paid. Man, that's it. Yeah, man. I I that shit's real. Somebody gotta get beat the fuck up, man. Somebody gotta get beat. Be the careful fuck who up. you work with. That's all I'm saying. Facts, especially Cause... for something like that, man. Because yeah, there's a lot of scammers. That Billy Nick is crazy. I can't. <laughs> when I when he said they were handing out cheese sandwiches yeah. and water, I lost my shit. I'm like, fam, I would have been sick. I would. I would have been really sick. Nah, but it's kind of funny that you sold your whole life savings to go to some stupid ass festival. <laughs> but at the same time, some of these people like were rich, right? So yeah, I don't even feel bad for them. Like you be alright. Yeah. You, you straight. Take that cheese sandwich and ride. Yeah, that's your dumbass get. Think you about to go party with Ja Rule? Shut the fuck right. <laughs> when did Ja get mad buff too? Yeah. Oh, that's jail. <laughs> that's that's jail, right? That tax invasion joint. Yeah, he did like two years of thing, right? Like that. Yeah, that's, you need to yeah. go back, man. That's a jail body. Be <laughs> no jail body when I see it. <laughs> uh, so tell me what some what are your goals for 2019. What you got coming up besides the album? Like anything else we can look out for? Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have the podcast room set up. So shout out to anybody want to do radio podcast in Jersey. Holla at us. Um, we got uh, yeah, I got the project uh the, the Pain Tape One and Two coming out. Then I'm gonna drop another project after that. Shit. Um, yeah, I got a, I got a lot of backlog. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna kind of unload a lot of that this year. Um, other than that, man, it's gonna you know I, I hit 100k. Hopefully, you know, well the goal is to hit 500 next. Hmm. Um, and then you know just to see where it goes, kind of from there. Man, I really respect what you're doing. I really do fuck with the music. Um, Thank you, man, for real. I definitely you. see, just like with CR, I see you guys kind of actually on the same similar path. Like, yeah. Kind of like a Jay and Nas in a way. Yeah, I fuck with uh, my guy. Not in terms of content, but in terms of trajectory. Yeah. Um, uh, I, re- I really respect what you're doing. I really fuck with your music, man. Dead Thank ass. you, man. Thank you. I I'm really definitely gonna be that. following your career as far as I, as much as I follow uh, CR, as much as I follow Jay. You know what I mean? Because I want to see you win. Thank you. Thank you. Tell CR next time you gotta be here, man. Fuck for sure, you, man. man. B. Uh, I got two more questions when we get out of here. Or three, my bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's say tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. You hit 500K listens. Mm-hmm. You got blue checks on every form of social media. Mm-hmm. You don't have a girlfriend anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who you DMing first? Ooh. DMs I got to slide into. <laughs> you got access Ooh. to everyone's DMs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you want to answer this because you still got a girl. Damn. That's a great question. Mine is L Varner. Um, L Varner. Oh, she's dope. Man. If you L, if you're listening, what's up? Yeah, I don't know if I gotta 
I don't know if I got an answer for you. <laughs> it's tough. I think we'll take this one. I'm going to take the L on this one. Right, I think right, we'll, I think we'll play right, the best. So <laughs> who's the first person you would DM to work with? If that's easier. Okay. All right, we can do that. Producer, rapper, um, hmm. anyone. Oh, Andre 3000. Is he on social media? Would that go through? Would that so. DM go I through? Hope <laughs> big boy. Somebody got somebody got his email or something. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna find a way. Somebody got it. Andre. Yeah, I respect it easily. Andre. I think it'd be something crazy. I think he's a bit overrated, but I respect Ooh, it. Don't do that. I think he's Ooh, a bit. I think he's a bit argue, overrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I argue for hours. Yeah. Don't I think do that. Big Boy got him one of more records than he, than Andre got him. But what? Yeah. What? Which ones? A majority of. What, what's that? What's that? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Andre had the better verse on Players Ball. That's a fact. Andre had a better verse on Elevators. I think it was. I think the entirety of Andre had a better verse on fucking International Players Anthem. Andre had a better verse on <sighs> shit. I want to keep going. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, what was it uh, the whole world? Uh, what was the name of the song? My favorite Outkast song is West Savannah off uh, Equemini. And mm. I think Big Boy ate him on that entire album, honestly. Ate him? I think. Damn. I think. I think that's when Big Boy was ate really him? in his bag on, on some shit. And even going forward, the solo career, Big Boy's still rapping. Don't get. I mean, we're splitting hairs. We're definitely splitting hairs. Yeah. Because, I mean, I'm not going to take any away from Big Boy, but I don't know if you can say eight. Listen, I. I, I I will say this. I do think Big Boy is super underrated. Right. I, I will absolutely say that. But I don't know if I can rock what you're saying. I feel like Andre is more melodic, like, not in terms of, like, bars. Like, bars Yo. and melodies, I feel there's a, there's a line. Andre's top two storytellers of all time. Who's Just one? The artist telling, the artist, the artist storytelling, two and three, fucking... Whoa, Andre fucking you said he's top two storyteller. Yeah. How many stories he told us about all the projects? Oh my god! Like, I mean, go through the verse. We can go through I, verse I, by <laughs> verse. You tell tell his whole life, Miss Jackson. I mean, come on, man. Wait, so you say he's top two? Who's number one? Number one storyteller, Nas. Nas? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Nas would be my one. I think I'll go Nas, Andre, and just to give a third, Cole. Tentatively. Cole, yeah. Tentatively. New Cole track dropping tomorrow. Hopefully it's good. I can't, yeah. I, I, he finally got a, a, a producer that's not him. So <laughs> Thank God. Yo, J. Cole. Yo, I, I ranted yo. about this shit on that one episode. Yo, yo he, I hope, hopefully he listened. Yeah, yeah. I just want to hear my son. Yo, because I, we get it, Cole. Like, you, you fire on your own beats. We get it. We want to hear something different from you, though. Like, Please. I just want to hear you with somebody else. Like, take keep. Like, just... Give me somebody, like, but nah, I definitely, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Actually, I'm excited to hear the, the project. I'm the song. So you would uh, hit up Andre Theodos, and hopefully he would respond. Y'all do some magic. That's your your choice. Wonderful. All right. Um, and for my book, the concept of the book that I that I mentioned earlier, right? Mm-hmm. So it's called a personal dictionary. Each chapter is one word, and in the chapter it will contain the actual definition, my definition of the word, and then my experiences with it. Mm. So I've kind of been asking random people if they could just tell me one word to describe them that I could use in my book going forward. So I was wondering what word could you describe yourself or your art in one word? What would it be? Mm, that's good. Um, one word. It'll probably be... Tough, It'll man. probably be independence. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, the reason I say that is because everything 
that I talk about, everything that I do is so I can be quote unquote independent. And what I mean by that is like, I want to be able to get to a point of life where I determine whatever happens in my life. Mm. So if I want to go to the fucking Bahamas and enjoy the summer, I mean, enjoy the, the beach, I can get the fuck up and go to the Bahamas, enjoy the beach. Right. If I want to go and work my ass out for 24 hours straight, I can go to the studio, work out, work 24 hours straight. Like, where I basically am independent to whatever I want to do. And I feel like everybody should be like that. Where if you want to go and fucking start a farm, go fucking, <laughs> go ahead, go start a farm. If you want to fucking do whatever, like, whatever you want to fucking do, you should be able to live a life where you can do it. Dope. So, yeah, that would be my work. I'm definitely going to use that. Um, and we have a segment on this podcast that I always forget to bring up because <laughs> I always bring it up towards the end and I always forget. It's called the Don't don't Sleep segment, right? Okay. So everyone usually who's on the mic usually gives something people shouldn't sleep on, whether it's a certain food or movie mm. or advice. Or uh, For me, my, my Don't Sleep segment, this is uh, don't sleep on – the the things that we take for granted, and I mean for that is like our eyesight, right? Mm. Our hearing, our sense of touch, our sense of smell, right? If I couldn't see, I wouldn't be able to do this podcast, right? If I couldn't hear, I wouldn't be able to hear things you you said tonight. Uh, so just don't take those things for granted because there are people who don't have their sight, people who can't hear, people who can't feel, people who can't touch, people who aren't even here, right? So I just feel people shouldn't sleep on that because nothing lasts forever. Yo, that's crazy because I, I wear contacts. I'm yeah. actually blind as fuck. Shout out to my man with the glasses. I feel you, bro. <laughs> I'm blind as fuck. Crazy. So, yeah, nah. If you can see without glasses or contacts, appreciate that shit because, yo, these shits are expensive and it's a pain in the ass. I believe it. Um, hmm. What is something pe- someone shouldn't sleep on this week? Mine's not going to be as deep, but I'm, I'm looking at Dwight when I say this. <laughs> Don't sleep on my New England Patriots, okay? Oh. We done told y'all from day one we was going to do it again. What happened? We did it again. Okay? I told him on our podcast we was going to do it again. What you tell me? Chargers are going to win. What you tell me? The Chiefs are going. Well, you can talk about that yet. But you told me a lot of things that were incorrect. Okay? I don't sleep. And, and also, but for real, for real though, the thing, about, uh, the thing about the Patriots where I really like them, though, and this goes for everything, um, you know, I always say about adaptation, I'm, I'm very big on that. Mm. I'm very big on you know, I think it's so. I think it's so underrated and important for people's lives to learn how to adapt. Because yo, the world around us evolves so rapidly now. Yeah. Like five years ago to today is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like that's only five years. Right. So like five years ago, shit was so much different than it is right now. So I think I think nowadays people actually that's what I think one of the things that we lack. We don't do a very good job of adapting to the times and accepting that. Yo, shit is changing like that, and we got to be able to move with the changes and and learn to grow and progress with the changes. And you feel the Patriots um, have done that? Hey, man, nine <laughs> Super Bowls, baby. What y'all niggas want, man? What y'all want, cuz? We got what y'all what else y'all need, baby? We got going to night time, bro. <laughs> I don't tune into football like that. Um, I'm gonna take your word for it. Hey, yeah, I know Tom Brady's a racist. That's all I know. Hey. He, has, he had a MAGA hat in hey. his fucking locker during an pre- uh, interview past hey. his last game. We won't talk about those things. What you mean? <laughs> you can't be a fan and not acknowledge it? Hey, man. Oh, you wanted them I told you I can't see. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, told you with glasses. I didn't see that, I didn't see that picture. <laughs> I respect it, man. Uh, you want to shout out your social media we get out of here? 
Yeah, uh, King Solomon underscore. Um, that's S A L O M O N underscore on everything Instagram, Twitter. Um, you can find my music on all of them, Spotify, Apple. Uh, make sure you get the 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 single, what you expect. Uh, featuring my boy Blaze the Rebel. Uh, like I said, we just did a hundred K, so fucking hyped about that. Yeah. Um, and make sure y'all get the album when it's dropping. The Pain Tape uh, Part A is coming out very very soon. I promise. And uh, thank you, man. Thank you for having me, man. man. This shit was coming, fun. Man. This shit was dope. I'm glad this you enjoy yourself. I'll have all the information listed in the bio of the podcast, too, in case people didn't catch yeah, that. Yeah, right, right. Um, as always, uh, YouTube viewership, thank you for watching. It's very, sm- oh, very small amount of you, but I, I see y'all. I love y'all. <laughs> um, wherever you consume this podcast, whether it be Spotify, Apple, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, whatever rating system they have, please utilize it because it definitely is nice to see those ratings. It definitely helps me, gives me the motivation to want to keep going. And, um, yeah, thank you so much for listening. Oh yeah, real quick, uh, uh, the What You Expect podcast. You drop in uh, episode what two, three? Drop, we drop in episode three Thursday. Oh yeah. So if you like sports, fuck with us. Okay, I'll put the link to that in the bio of the podcast too, and yeah. then send them over. Shout out to my boy Dwa Vocals and Marcus Solomon, <laughs> Solomon. Man, thank you again for coming. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you for listening, everybody.